Hello and welcome back to the Red Dice Diaries. Now in this episode I'm going to talk a little bit my, about my experiences of running the Stygian Library supplement produced by Dying Stylishly Games written by Emmy Cavegirl Allen. This is the same person who did Gardens of Yin, which I've done a review of on my YouTube channel. Now, I had the opportunity to run the Stygian Library for my Midlands game for a couple of sessions while my players were exploring that. And again, I'll put a link in the show notes. But before I get on to that, I'm going to open with a call from CoDM. Now, this is, this is in response to me asking about his Barrow Maze game using the Delving Deeper Retro Clone, which models the original sort of Zero Edition version of Dungeons and Dragons. Now, I personally hadn't heard of this until I listened to a dual podcast that Cody did with Ray Otis of Plundergrounds. I highly recommend you go and listen to the episode if you're interested in D&D or you just like to hear a really cool podcast with two people bouncing ideas back and forth. And again, I'll put the link to the show notes. So after listening to that, I had a look at Delving Deeper. And I also asked Cody how I could get involved in this sort of open table Barrow Maze game that he's running. And this was his response. Take it away, Cody. Hey, John, it's Cody. I don't know when the next time I'm going to be putting an episode out is, but I just wanted to get back to you on the Barrow Maze game. That is completely open table, so I typically run on Sunday mornings, um, that's US Pacific time. Just um, hop on the Audio Dungeon Discord and shoot me a message and we'll get you in. Thanks bud, later. Thanks very much Cody for that. Now since uh, I listened to the episode with Cody and Ray Otis, I've printed off myself a copy of Delving Deeper, the three different books of that, since it's available free in PDF, and I've really enjoyed reading that. If all goes according to plan, I should hopefully be playing my first session of Cody's Baramaze game on Sunday. I've created a character called Nesek Heavyhand, a dwarven fighter who's got all right stats and did pretty well on the hit points and is armed with a crossbow. So we'll see how long that little bad boy can survive. But let's, before I start getting too much further down in the rabbit hole with that, let's crack on with the main thrust of this episode, which is talking about the Stygian Library Supplement. Now, rather like the Gardens of Yin supplement, the Stygian Library is effectively a, a series of random tables combined with a, a small amount of procedures that allow you to create this ever-changing extra-dimensional dungeon, for want of a better term. In the Gardens of Yin, it's a dilapidated garden that's been abandoned by its Fey guardians due to some strange disease known as the Idea of Thorns. In the Stygian Library, it's a huge repository of knowledge populated by orders of strange monks containing a huge sort of odd me mechanical machine that is ever occupied at trying to work out some sort of cosmic calculation. So, what did I think of the Stygian Library? Well, we ran it for... Just a bit of a disclaimer, I'm going to give a, a bit of criticism during this episode. Now, I could already hear a few of you saying, 
But John, didn't you like review Gardens of Yin a while back on your YouTube channel? And you loved it. You were proper jizzing yourself over it. So what's sort of criticise about the Stygian Library? And to that I'd say you're absolutely right. I really enjoyed the Gardens of Yin. And by no means should the fact that I've got a few little criticisms of the Stygian Library mean that I didn't enjoy running it. Both my players and myself had a great time for the couple of sessions they were exploring it. However, there was a few things that didn't really sort of work as far as I was concerned in this, or that it could have been done a little better. And some of this may be the case for Gardens of Yin as well. It might be stuff that you only find out in play. The first I found was that because all of the random tables are fairly spread throughout the book and there doesn't seem to be a particularly logical reason to them, at least none that I could divine, I spent a lot of time during the sessions flipping backwards and forwards through the book. So for instance, I'd roll for a location, then I'd roll for a detail in the location, I then have to flick to see if there was any particular monsters there on a different page, then flick to a page with those monster stats, flick back to the random events, roll on that. I possibly have to reference some other charts. There was a lot of flipping backwards and forwards. Now, that's fair enough. However, I think if I was going to run the Stygian library again, what I'd actually do is I'd roll up a number of these different locations, complete with encounters, stats, etc. in advance, and I'd just write them down on an index card or whatever, put them in a pile like a deck of cards, and then as the players were exploring, I could just flip over the next card, boom, there we go, we could get on with it, and it'd all be on the card, and I wouldn't spend so much time flipping backwards and forwards. The other thing I would say is that because it's all pretty random, although you do add the sort of level so the encounters get progressively weirder as you get further and further into the library, I would say that we ended up with quite a few encounters which, had they gone really badly, could have easily just wiped out my entire party. And now that's not to say I'm a big proponent of a game balance because, as with a lot of like people who play in old school games, I like throwing things in there. Some encounters are just too damn hard for the players and they have to withdraw. However, that's not quite such an option that's available in the Stygian library. Because whereas, like, let's say, I don't know, let's say your players are wandering through a mountain pass, they could they come across signs of a tribe of ogres and they're like, mm -mm -mm, no way, we are not hard enough to take on a tribe of ogres. They can withdraw down the pass, they can perhaps set up an ambush, they can do all manner of other things. However, in the Stygian library, because it's organised into a discrete collection of chambers, I personally didn't feel that they they had as much freedom to do that. So like when an encounter's rolled, you're pretty much stuck in that encounter. And even if you try and flee, there's limited options available to you. Now that might just be my perception, but that's how it felt when we were running the game. And we certainly had a couple of encounters. One with a flock of flying books that insta knocked one of the characters unconscious and nearly killed him in the first round and then took out the cleric in like the second round. So the whole group had to spend about four days holed up in that room, barricading themselves in, trying to stay away from other encounters while they healed up. Which, yeah, I suppose, absolutely fine. You would have to spend that time to heal. But it didn't really feel like they had much of a chance in that encounter, to be honest. 
and I rolled fairly low for the number of animate books there were in that encounter. Now, my other issue with the Stygian Library is one that I don't think you have in the Gardens of Yin. So to explain this, in the Gardens of Yin, you're exploring this strange sort of garden, sub-dimensional realm, whatever you want to call it, and why it's abandoned, what happened, who the people who owned it. It's like a mystery, and as you go along, you unravel the mystery. You find out what's going on. You're possibly affected by it. You're discovering that information. And I really love that, and I think that's a really strong point for the Gardens of Yen. However, the Stygian Library doesn't really have a central mystery at the crux of it. Now, you could say, yeah, the calculation that the, um, the sort of strange, like, god machine thing's doing in the library... But the book doesn't actually really give you any ideas about that. It's just like, oh, it's doing some sort of weird cosmic calculation that's going to have galactic consequences, but doesn't really tell you anything about it. And the fact that the Stygian Library is a repository of knowledge means that potentially you can go into this library, once you know how, to try and find out the answer to any questions and any mysteries. And I'm not sure that's an ability I'd want... All players and all player characters to have at any point in my game now of course you can say that yeah there's a, a price and there's difficulties with this obviously if you go into the Stygian library you have to explore it for a certain amount of time you face encounters and dangers and stuff like that before you can find out your goals however your goals can literally be almost any information that is either known or perhaps it's not even known in your campaign world. And all that does is make it a bit more difficult. So I think unless handled properly, the Stygian Library supplement does have far more potential to be disruptive to your campaign world than the Gardens of Yin does. Now, again, as I said at the start, that's not to say that I didn't have a great time running this supplement. As you all know, I'm a dyed-in-the-war fan of random tables, and my players certainly seem to enjoy it. And as a bit of a sort of two-session, like, crazy interlude, like animated books and strange, like, janitors or animated skeletons and crazy machines that they can ask questions to and stuff like that it was a nice little aside a nice little interlude which is where i think these supplements gardens of yin and the stygian library really shine i'm not sure it's something i'd want the players to keep going back to i'm not sure even they would want to keep going back to repeatedly since it it, it did start to feel like it was running a little bit overly long in my opinion when we were getting near the end of the second session so i'm not sure whether i'll bring it in again in the future but it was quite interesting to do as a sort of one-off like aside from the the main plot of the game that had a few links back with the information that they were trying to find out that aside however i think the book's very well written i love the whole procedural sort of generation stuff i think perhaps a having some sort of online generator of which i know there is one but it was uh it was under maintenance all the like randomization was turned off when i was running it so unfortunately i couldn't use it i think an online generator would be really handy failing that i would certainly advise any gem to give it a go since you might find something that you enjoy in the stygian library and certainly the gardens of yen however i'd probably advise you to roll up some of the locations beforehand 
and just take some notes so you're not like flipping backwards and forwards through the book but all in all a very enjoyable supplement i'm going to try and get around to reviewing it on my youtube channel at some point but while it was reasonably fresh in my mind i just wanted to put out some of my thoughts on the podcast so there you go that's the stygian library if you've got any thoughts or comments on this or you just want to generally have a bit of a chinwag, you can leave me an email at reddicediaries at gmail.com or you can drop me a voicemail on Anchor. I really do enjoy listening to those and thanks to the people who send them in. So until I see you next time, take care and happy gaming.